is episode four in my series on why this is the perfect time to become a runner. If you are already running on a regular basis, I want you to share this episode with a friend. Because when this pandemic is over, we want our girl gang to be ready and able to travel together to new cities, to enjoy new food, to see the sights, and race. So if you have a friend who needs to be in on whatever fabulous running adventure you're dreaming up, let's get her running right now. Share this episode and let's surround ourselves with amazing women who need to be in our running crew. And if the word running is holding you back, remember, everything I'm about to say also applies to walking. Yes, you can walk a 5K and even a marathon. And... If you're looking for a little jump start, check out my 30-day joyful movement challenge, the Jingle Jog. Walk, run, dance, hike, or perform any movement of your choice for 30 minutes each day and connect with the people in the Facebook group to stay moving throughout the busy holiday season. I guarantee our people in that group will keep you psyched and make you want to keep on moving. For all the info, click on the big banner at the top of my page at crushingmygoals.com. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I am so excited you're here because we are in the middle of this series on how to get started running. And I think this is such a great time to move more. Every day, I hear more and more people who are depressed and struggling. And while running won't solve all your problems, it really can feel like that friend who reaches out their hand to pull you out of the quicksand and drag you to safety. I know, I'm giving running a lot of credit here, but just listen. I really don't know how to convince someone to run or how to convince someone to exert themselves if they don't see the need. I think sometimes we decide to make a change when the pain of staying in the same place becomes more uncomfortable than the change we are asked to make. When it comes to fitness, all the ads you're about to be bombarded with for the next few months will try to convince you that all it takes is a magic pill or a shake to get that physical transformation you've been dreaming of. And that's really unfortunate because wouldn't we all love the quick fix? Quick fixes don't exist, and even the notion that you need to power through it with grit and determination only lasts a short time. I think sometimes to make a change, we need a friend who inspires us, or that friend who holds our hand and helps us get through the tough parts. When I first started running, I hated it, and I would have given up if it were not for the women at my gym. You've probably heard me tell this story a number of times before, if you've been around me for any time at all, but I worked out with this amazing group of women. My trainer offered small group training, and we worked out in groups of four. And so that we wouldn't need to deal with scheduling conflicts, like if someone couldn't make it, she would pull people from other training groups, and she'd have them come in as subs. So if someone has a sick kid or an emergency arise, we, we were covered and we didn't have to worry about rescheduling our training. There was always that consistency of knowing that we were going to work out at a certain day at a certain time each week. 
So our group of four turned into a group of about 16, maybe 20 women who all worked out together and encouraged each other. And when our trainer decided that we all needed to add cardiovascular training to our strength training, I threatened to quit. At the time, I could not even run a tenth of a mile around the track at the gym, and I hated every minute of it. And what she had us start doing was in between sets, we would run a lap around the track. And I thought I was going to die. I hated it. It was so simple. We were just running one lap and then starting the next set. And I was miserable. But I showed up every day because that's where my friends were. And actually, that's where my kids' friends were too. We all had kids in the nursery at the gym. And the gym had a two-hour time limit every day. And we all maxed out that two hours working out and just really enjoying each other's company while we were either doing a group class together or on the equipment together. But we went to the gym like five days a week and had a great time. And so since we all had kids in the nursery and they were all roughly the same age, they all became great friends as well. And there were days when I didn't feel like working out and my kids would beg me to go to the gym. Come on, mommy, it's time to go to the gym because they wanted to see their friends. I remember at the time thinking that we were totally getting ripped off because we had to pay for a family membership and my kids weren't even using the gym. And that price at the time to me was astronomical. And now I laugh to think that I ever thought that way because my kids learned to swim at the gym. They made friends. They did crafts. They had socializing time. And their lives were enriched because of that environment. And because they loved it there and they begged to go, it turned my kids into another source of accountability for me. I wasn't allowed to skip my gym days because it was a place my kids wanted to go. Anyway, because of my kids and that big pack of women, I stuck it out. And one day, I was finally able to run a mile without stopping. And every day, my friends encouraged me to do a little bit more. Maybe it was a tenth of a mile more or a quarter of a mile more than I did the time before. But every time, they pushed me to just to take a few more steps. And then one day, a friend suggested that we do a 5K. And I remember thinking there was no way. But we trained for it. And I started running in January. And by April, I was running my first 5K. And again, I thought I was not going to finish that race. And I begged her to walk near, near the end. But she said, no, we have to run the whole thing. And I was so angry at her at the time. But the minute I crossed that finish line, I fell in love with running. And I couldn't wait to sign up for more races. I'll save the rest of that story for another day. But that was the beginning of years of running with friends and training together and looking up races and choosing where we'd like to travel to. And of course, you can always pick races where you never have to travel, races right in your own backyard, right? But I've always loved the excitement that comes with choosing a race and planning the trip and looking forward to all the entertainment options that come with traveling to a new city. 
As I've said before, one of my favorite things to do, even on vacation, is to explore a new city on foot. So racing is just icing on the top of the cake. So for many of you, it might feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Even if you haven't had anything major happen to your family this year, all of those little things add up to stress that you might not even be aware of. So if you've realized that you're not running as much as you used to, or if you're feeling slower or more tired, or you just can't pull yourself away from binging that 15th episode of Grey's Anatomy today, think of this episode as that hand from a friend, encouraging you to join the party and ease back into things. Because I want to have a massive party in awesome fun run with all my friends once this thing is over. Life will get back to something resembling normal. We will get to travel again and eat meals out and hug our friends and run shoulder to shoulder at a race again. And once the world opens up, I want you to be able to be ready to run. I don't want you to have to get up to speed. The time to get up to speed is now. And even if running isn't your thing, I want you to be physically and mentally ready to pursue your dreams. I think about all the actors and dancers and singers, all the entertainers in the theater and film industries, and all the people behind the scenes, or the kids who hope to play a college sport, or the people whose degree programs really aren't cutting it virtually, all the people who have put those things that they love on hold. When the time comes, will you be ready? What are you doing to stay sharp? What are you doing to maintain your skills while you wait this out? Are you still singing and dancing? Are you still running? Are you in good physical shape? Are you in good mental shape? Have you gotten out of the practice of studying and learning new things if school is where you're headed next? Are you still learning and growing? All of us talk about waiting around for things to get back to normal. I don't know. Something resembling normal is going to come, but I think it's going to come in stages and that we might not even recognize it, what normal is once the new normal is finally here. I think it's going to be a lot like that frog in the boiling water where the temperature just gets turned up and up and up and up and up. And all of a sudden, you're sitting in the middle of the boiling water and you don't even know it. I think it's going to be a lot like that. Things are going to open up gradually. And all of a sudden, we're going to be like, oh, I guess this is what life is like now. And so I have to ask you, are you content with sitting around and waiting? Or are you someone who maybe wants to shake things up a bit and make things happen right now? What if you made the most of this moment we're living in right now? What would that look like? What I don't want to happen is for a year to pass and for you to discover that you've stayed stagnant or even lost skills. I get it. Times are tough. Maybe you're depressed and you're struggling just to get by. Maybe it's a good day if you get the kids up and plop them in front of a computer for virtual school while sitting in front of your own Zoom calls for work each day. No one is criticizing you or judging you if that's where you are right now. But what if you took even the smallest step right now? What if you took the smallest step today? 
And what if you decided that today is the day you're going to live in the moment and seek out things that will empower you right now and bring you joy now and in the future? And what, what if, here's a big what, if, what if that thing is running? Let's just go with this thought for a minute. Today, right now, today is the day you become a runner. Or today is the day you become a runner who runs consistently again. And if you're a walker, this is the day you're going to get serious about walking again. So no matter what time of day it is right now where you're listening, no matter where you are, I want you to lace up and go outside and walk for five minutes today. That's all. Just five minutes. You don't even have to run. You can walk. If the weather is bad, I want you to bundle up and get out there. Or march in place in your kitchen for five minutes. Or do laps around your bedroom. Commit and make five minutes happen. Then, I want you to plan ahead to move for 30 minutes a day for the next month. And you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that I do have the jingle jog going on. 30 days of joyful movement where we move for 30 minutes each day. So you could join that. Head over to crushingmygoals.com and there's a great big banner at the top that says Jingle Jog. Click on that. You're going to get one email a week and you can join the group. And this is all for fun, just to help us get back in this rhythm of moving every day. So some days you're going to choose things like yoga or a walk, or some strength work. You're not going to run or walk every single day because your body needs a variety of forms of movement and your body needs rest days. If you're just getting started again and 30 minutes a day sounds horrible, schedule five minutes every day. Five minutes every day this week. And then next week, make it 10. And the next week, make it 15. Start wherever you are and build in small increments week to week. And if you find yourself slipping and backtracking and you're not able to remain consistent anymore, go back to that number that was sustainable. So if you find that you stopped working out because life got too stressful again, spend a week or two at five minutes a day again. Isn't five minutes a day of consistent exercise better than none? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, it is. So let's touch on that for a minute because consistency is important. It's better to exercise consistently than to go all out and beat yourself up and be in so much pain that you need to take a week off or two weeks off or heaven forbid you get injured or fracture your foot or your toe and need to take six weeks off. Remember as you get started again, that it's important to challenge yourself. But it's also important that you have rest days and that you give your body time to get used to this new stress of training. It is normal to have sore muscles when you start a new activity or when you switch things up, but you shouldn't be in so much pain that you can't walk the next day, at least not on a regular basis. And if sore muscles are going to cause you to quit before you get a good habit started, it's even more critical to ease into things. There is no rule book that says that we need to add one more mile a week, that a half marathon training starts at 
one mile a week. And the next week we do two miles for our long run. And the next week we add three miles. There is no rule book that says that you need to add week over week, day over day in any kind of increment. You need to, and I encourage you to, listen to your body. In fact, those of you who have been around a while also know that I wrote a book that came out in March of this year called Holistic Endurance Training. And that is a big part of what that book is about, is listening to your body and just honoring how your body feels, listening and making adjustments to your training based on the signals that your body is sending you. So I don't want you to quit because you're sore. I want you to listen to your body and take those baby steps because it's going to help you remain consistent. With running, you also need to give your ligaments and tendons time to catch up with all these newfound abilities that your muscles and heart have. You might feel ready to take off and go, but your ligaments and tendons are begging you to slow down. It takes your ligaments and tendons more time to adapt to this new training, and so you're more prone to injury if you rush into things. Give those ligaments and tendons time to catch up. It might not seem sexy to ease into things or to focus on being consistent with short exercise increments each day, but I promise you, your patience will pay off with a stronger, more healthy body. So what do you think? I think we have nothing but time on our side. Hopefully by summer or fall of 2021, life will be back to normal, at least as far as racing goes. Hopefully a couple of months from now, we'll be able to plan, start planning for all these fun events and races and travel with friends. So grab a friend, send her this podcast. Let's find a way to build our running tribe. Let's get a big group together. Let's start building that community so that we can have the best party ever and celebrate life because I think we are going to have a lot to celebrate in 2021. Thank you all for listening. Join me in the Facebook group. Go to crushingmygoals.com. Sign up for the free challenge and let's get something big started. Talk to you later. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.